We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad pile of stuff turned goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. Seated to my left, well, first off, I'm your host, Scott Fish. Seated to my left is the always shoveled and gruntled John Tuvey. How are you doing today? Shoveled and gruntled, as as per usual. <laughs> and, and also, uh, shout out to Fanball staffer Jody Smith for uh, sending us some fine Texas vodka. This beverage distilled from wheat and raisins. I'm not kidding. So it's like drinking a salad. You're getting you your fruit. Drinking that right now? Yeah, a little, little bit of dash vodka to to make the podcast go that much more smoother. I wish okay. I had brought. I, I am drinking a whiskey from a, a bourbon from Texas that Jody Smith also got us. I am going sober because I'm a professional. <laughs> but I am not wearing underwear though either. So I, or, oh, or, or well. pants. No, I'm like Donald Duck today. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Well, yeah, that's that's. I, I, TMI. I would rather this early in the show. Yes, <laughs> actually, can, can we switch things up? Somebody get Jay a beverage and a pair of pants. <laughs> oh, so all right, we're we're here as always on Thursday afternoon to give you some DFS values for the Sunday set of games. Actually, I think we just give them for any set, really. Yeah, we'll give um, them to you whenever you want to play them. Yeah, one from each position per person. So let's start with quarterbacks. Let's start with. You, John, because this is a guy that I, I never feel good putting in my lineup, so I'm, I'm anxious to hear you sell me. And the Jaguars probably feel the same way about Blake Bortles. Uh, <laughs> That's probably you know, true. Hey, he's our quarterback. Yay. And so far, it, it's worked primarily because he's been handing off a lot to Leonard Fournette. Uh, no team throws the ball less frequently than the Jaguars. They throw 28 passes per game. And Bortles only has one multiple touchdown game on the year. So why am I picking him at the $5,500 price point? Well, A, it's a $5,500 price point, which is pretty low. And B, he's facing the Colts, who rank 31st against quarterbacks. Plus, Leonard Fournette's a, a little dinged up. And if you saw what happened when Fournette was out of the game last week, um, a lot of passing to the running backs. Yeah. Ten targets for Chris Ivory. So mm-hmm. maybe they're incorporating that a little bit more uh, into their game plan, whether it's, hey, instead of giving Fournette 40 carries, we're only going to give him 25, and we're going to work some Chris Ivory in, get the ball in his hands. And Fournette has turned out to be a decent pass catcher as well. Yes. So that's another way that they could maybe limit the number of uh, hits and the, and the banging that he's taking. So I'm putting if I'm putting together a stacked lineup elsewhere, I don't mind – Coming in with the cut rate, Blake Bortles at fifty five hundred. Yeah, fifty five hundred is one of the cheaper starters you can get. Jay, you also have a pretty cheap starting quarterback. Yes, I do. But before we go anywhere, I would All like right. to let the people know if you are a Buffalo Bills fan, today is your day to be listening to this podcast. Okay, so let's so let's just get that out right off the bat. I have uh, Tyrod Taylor, quarterback, fifty seven hundred dollars. For the obvious reasons, uh, Tampa Bay has the number 31 pass offense this year. Uh, they are one of, what, six teams that have allowed 
double-digit touch passing touchdowns on the season. So they played five games. They've allowed 10 touchdowns, so that's two per. Two per is a good uh, rationale when we talk about Taylor. Uh, his last five home games, he is averaging 266 total yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and in all five cases, he has ended up with multiple touchdowns. So at the very least, he's an extremely safe play this week against a very eminently beatable Bucks defense. Nice. Nice. So already we've given you two options under 6,000. It's weird. A Buffalo team that, you know, lost Charles Clay and they lost Jordan Matthews and they're throwing two wide receivers the second least amount in the NFL. Yet we got a guy who could be pretty fantasy viable this week. It's it's really weird to think of. I think this is going to be a weird week. Um, we're, I'm doing what my week price. hasn't this year. I'm doing my, <laughs> uh, well, I'm doing my price is wrong thing right now uh, when we're done with here. And there's a lot of big-name receivers that I'm just not high on, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of guys that have done basically nothing, and we're going to talk about a few coming up here, that I think will have just one of those weeks where they rise up because the matchup is so good. Yes, yes. And we will talk about a few of those wide receivers coming up. But uh, first off, my quarterback, C.J. Beathard from Iowa. Kyle Shanahan named him the starting quarterback. He, he wasn't, like, superbly amazing in his two-and-a-half quarters last week. But he he was okay, and he gets a Cowboys defense that is bottom 10, have surrendered multiple touchdowns in the la- each of the last four games, and over 250 yards per game on average. I think Beathard can hit that this week. I, I think the math- matchup is just right for him, and he's basically free at 5,100. If, if, you're, if you're really scrimping for money, I think he's not a terrible option. You, you both have convinced me, I, I, as I want to do, I'm sitting here with my rankings while you guys are making your pitch, and I moved each of your quarterbacks up a little bit. Still have Bortles higher than both of them, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, and, and especially, like you said, $5,100, I mean, you can build a pretty stacked team. Well, all these guys are under six grand. You can build a pretty good team around that, and then you know, pick your poison for which quarterback. A couple of real great matchups, or, or Beathard, who... Yeah, it's not a bad matchup, and you know the way Ky- uh, Carlos Hyde has been going, there's some opportunities. If only he had someone to throw to that we could talk about later. Exactly, in the show. <laughs> exactly. It's it's one of those weird weeks where we got these guys under six grand, and then you got guys that I think are going to be pretty chalky, like Matt Ryan and Tom Brady in a shootout, mm-hmm. uh, who are both you know top three, per, top five priced. Well, so. and you're taking uh, you know Kirk Cousins is Monday night, yep. uh, Carson Wentz, Wentz is yep. Monday night, so you're taking some fairly big names off of the main slate. Yep, it yep. it uh, opens up the door for guys like Beathard, Taylor, and Bortles. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's let's go to your running back, Jay. Who do you got? I have uh, Deion Lewis of the Patriots at forty eight hundred dollars. Okay, here's the deal. He Yes, he has, what, uh, 110 total yards and a touchdown in the last two weeks. He has two touchdowns in his last three games. That's not why I'm going against him, okay? Uh, last week, Mike Gillisley fumbled. And we all know how Belichick treats fumble. People oh, he fumble. loves it. He like, loves uh, it, right? <laughs> all of a sudden, when they got down by the goal line, Gillisley disappeared, and Deion Lewis magically showed up. Yep. And for a situation that normally wouldn't call for him uh, – Picking the Patriots can be a dicey proposition, but I'm not immune to guessing who the hot hand will be when little situations come up like this with the fumble. So it's a total shot in the dark. Lewis at $1,400, uh, I think it's a good thing. Going against the Falcons, as you mentioned, it's a high-scoring game. Uh, we, you know, we've poked on this before. Uh, 
looking at it right now. The the Falcons are both bottom ten in targets allowed, re, in catches allowed, and receiving yards allowed. So I just think with that money and the fact that I think Deion Lewis is my number sixteen running back for the week. If I'm going to put my money where the mouth should be, or is it the opposite? Then why not just say Lewis for this podcast right. as well? And he did take up forty three percent of the snaps last week. Also, uh, you know. James White's not a dumb play either at virtually the same price, 100 bucks more, 4900 Uh He's got, what, 29 targets over the last three weeks. I think they're both in play in this shootout. I, I, I agree with Jay. That's a very, very good value. I've actually gotten a lot of pushback from people on Twitter because they're like, I'd like to know your reasoning for it because I didn't explain it. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to play the hunch, especially yeah. when it's a cheap hunch. Yeah. Well, and there is some rationale behind it. I mean, it's not—it's an educated guess. Sure. I mean, yeah. all of this is, all of this is, is really a guess, but here's the, ra- you know, and it's tough to, to knock out in 140 characters. You know, direct them to the podcast. All, all of the reasons oh, that you just said. Oh, none of you are that lo- the lucky one with 280. <laughs> oh, no. I've seen a no. few of those. They, they get long. <laughs> they do Wait, get how long. does one get 280? It's random, I think. They're, what do you mean it's random? There's some random people on Twitter that are testing out the 280 characters. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I do not have 280. I, I, uh, this is nothing to do with podcasts, but I don't know if I can live in a 280 world. I have honed my jokes, my little <laughs> snarky comments that I made to 140 characters. Like, I don't know if I can. That, that's like me, you know, like preparing for a sprint race, and all of a sudden I got to run a marathon the next day. I don't know if I can do that. It's yeah. like throwing an, another burger on top of the triple cheeseburger. You know, it, it sounds good in theory, but we just don't eat it. <laughs> How about this? Burger. Just tell two snarky jokes, <laughs> or just, you know, the option is still there to keep it at 140. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I guess I could just keep it at one forty. <laughs> that's that's great. All right, let's go to your running back, John. Well, I'm going to go with Mike Gillisley since we've got no. I, I <laughs> we had the Patriots backfield covered. I'm going to go down the board thirty four hundred. Uh, a guy that's kind of slipped from everybody's memory banks. You know, there's a, there's a lot of ADD in the, in the world, and uh, you know, let, let's go ride bikes. Oh wait, we were doing a podcast. All right, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? You've had exactly. vodka to ride and the vodka right starting now. to take effect. <laughs> Joe Mixon's got the starting job in Cincy. Everybody's on the Joe Mixon bandwagon. They were on the bye last week, so why not go 3,400 on Giovanni Bernard, who has touchdown receptions in two of Cincinnati's past three games. Ooh. He's outgained Mixon through the air, 109 yards to 58 yards in that span, and 164 to 78 for the season. The last time he saw the Pittsburgh Steelers, nine catches, 100 yards, Ooh. and a touchdown receiving. So this is the same Steelers defense that gave up uh, five catches for 89 yards to Kareem Hunt last week. And in the three previous games, running backs, combined for 19 catches, and that's even with Jacksonville throwing only one pass to their running back. So while the Steelers haven't allowed a running back receiving score this year, they're among the top 10 teams in the league in running back targets, running back receptions, and running back receiving yards. So I think Geo at 3,400, there's an opportunity for, you know, even if he doesn't get in the end zone, if he's got six catches, there's your bonus touchdown right right there. Yeah, and that I got to imagine even with – Poor offensive line play. They can't be happy with Joe Mixon's league low 3.2 yards per carry or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, Mixon is, is not uh, – Mixon's good. I don't think he's the savior of that offense. I think they do need to mix and match. Help. There's a role for Geo, and and I think we can exploit it at yep. 3,400 this yep, week. Yep, absolutely. So my running back isn't actually – I was just kind of adding some stuff, uh, adding uh, James White there. My running back – I'm doubling down on my Fantasy Football Weekly Take a Chance on Me Chris Ivory love from last week that paid off. I'm going to double down again this week. I think the matchup is 
pretty good for him. I think if Fournette is at all gimpy, he might <laughs> he might get more, even more playing time. He caught nine balls on ten targets, and the Rams are excuse me, much like the Rams, the Colts are a bottom three run defense. I think he, I think that can be exploited as well at thirty nine hundred. Which, if you're getting a running back that can you know possibly score, get get several catches, get thirty, forty, fifty yards. We're talking maybe seventy total yards at that price. Sure, why not throw that in my flex, pay up elsewhere. You know, and I think Fournette he didn't practice yesterday. I think he might be banged up a little bit more than they're letting on. It, you know, man, they, it doesn't look good. <laughs> well, they said that he could have come back. Uh, yeah. But if the game would have warranted it, but it was a two-score game with what three and a half minutes left. I mean, it seems like if he was fine immediately after, they could have put him back. So I get that they're being careful with him. I wouldn't mind that they're careful with him for another week and think long term for a guy with a history of foot oh, issues man. and with a guy like Chris Ivory who can step in and do the job. And for what they're paying him, isn't isn't Fournette like the fifth highest paid running back? Probably. And, and Ivory's the seventh highest Ivory paid running was, back in the league? Yep, Ivory was part of that uh, Jags needed to spend money just to get up to the minimum, yep. so they gave him a huge deal. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> he's not a chump, though. No, no, he's, he's not. not. No, he's not. No, That's, I like to pick. I, I'm actually, for prices wrong, I have Fournette, and it's because his price is high. Yeah. And I think what you're talking about, I think Bortles will do well, and I think that will lead to Ivory uh, targets and touches as well. Can you so. imagine the flurry of lineup changes if they find out like late in the week Fournette's not going to go? Yeah, or... but no, I don't <laughs> think anyone would be shocked. It's a lot like Jameis against the Bills. Uh, you wouldn't be – Jameis was oh, throwing mean... the ball on the sidelines uh, after coming out the other day on Sunday. And yet, would you be shocked if he didn't play against no. Buffalo? No, there, absolutely there not. I'm just saying Ivory might be co- – Complete chalk if if anything is said about oh Ivory. right Fournette later. Well, the that's the thing. It's a one o'clock game, correct? So you're right. You, you'll there know, is a chance you'll know for it by to be chalky. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to wide receivers. Let's start with you, Jay. Who's your wide receiver? <laughs> well, we're sticking with the Bills theme here. Yeah. We'll go Zay Jones. All right. Let's call it for what it is. Zay Jones has caught five of his 23 targets this year. That uh, is terrible. That's 22. percent I know how you love a good and, catch and to I target. love targets. I'm obsessed with targets. On, there's no way on earth I would ever endorse a guy with a 22% catch-to-target ratio. But you're going to do it right now. But I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> As we mentioned before, the, the, the Buccaneers have the 31st-ranked pass defense. Okay. Um, probably more even damning. They own bottom 10 rankings against opposing wideouts in terms of targets, uh, receiving uh, receptions, and receiving yards. Here's the deal. Um, they have allowed a of wide receivers to catch the ball 71% of the time for their targets. So you take a guy like Zay Jones, who's worthless in most minds mm-hmm. with that 22%, with 71%, that's a big gap to fill. Even if he gets 55% this week, I think he makes way too much sense, especially if you're riding Tyrod Taylor uh, as the handcuff at 30, what, $3,200. And Jordan Matthews still, we're, we're not sure if he's going to be back. So he it's, won't. You know, I thought this is I, a lock that he won't play. I, I mean, it may yeah. be a lock at yeah. this point. I know that, uh, you know, he's he's eventually going to return. But, yeah, there's there are opportunities. And I'm on board with Zay Jones. I would like to see that, that catch rate tick up a little from it 22%. Will. It can't be <laughs> – he can't be this bad forever. And but here's here's what I, the positives I can take from it. I hate rookie receivers, okay? But I am encouraged that a team that you can't name, you literally can't name four wide receivers on that on that squad. Okay, let's J- do it. J D Hill. See if you can do this. Um, Eric Molds. 
No, no, no. Active um. receivers on the team. Now, now that we're doing it, can you name? Can you name four receivers on this team? And I'll even spot you. Zay Jones. Jay Jones and Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. Uh, Andre Holmes. Yes. K- Kalen Clay. Okay. That's wow, we good. did it. You went I, with I don't know that I would have come up with there. Kalen Clay. Honestly, Deontay Thompson is actually on oh, the yeah. roster, along I with Brandon Tate. That. Like, that is the sorriest group I didn't even remember Brandon yeah. Tate. How do they Deontay stack Thompson, up with the – Thompson, I do uh, remember. He signed what, with them last week. What is it with the state of New York? I mean, with the or injuries to the Giants, week. can you – who's the best receiver of the three New York teams? It's your main curse, I think. Well, healthy right now? Well, it could yeah, be I mean, or, health, or healthy. Sterling Shepard, yeah. I will say your point is very valid. I guarantee, I, I'm willing to bet 99.9% of the people listening to this podcast could not have named yeah. four Bill Wadders. Bill and and if Taylor's we got lucky. If Taylor <laughs> will, Honestly, we got lucky. If Taylor has this wonderful track record of being rock steady, somebody ha- you can't throw the ball yourself. Somebody has to benefit from this stuff. Well, Brad Johnson did once. Yes, he did. Completed a pass, touchdown that, pass to himself, I yes, believe. Yeah, against... Uh, Wait, was that when he played for the Vikings? That was a yep. Viking thing. Yep. Yeah. I think he did that against uh, Tampa Bay. If I recall correctly, yes, he did. That sounds but, right. Tampa Bay but we can't right. all plan on throwing the right. ball to yourself. That's true. Touchdown, you know. All right, let's stop talking about Bills for one minute. Too late. And talk about former Bills. <laughs> I, my, pick, <laughs> my pick for this week is Robert Woods, who John and I both agree is amazing. Uh, right, John? I, I am on board. I traded back into the first round of a rookie draft to get Robert Woods many years ago. <laughs> many years ago. He was so good coming out of high school. All right. Uh, he's 3,400 this week. I I love the matchup. I love that he's the target leader for the Rams. The Cardinals, Patrick Peterson has been practicing limited this week, just like last week, and he played last week. I think he's going to play again this week. He, I know he came out for a bit, but... Uh, I think he's going to play again this week and be on Sammy Watkins, which puts the absolutely amazingly torchable <laughs> Justin Bethel on Robert Woods. Is number that how you number wrote 28. It down? Is oh. that how you wrote it down in your script? Amazingly torchable? No, okay. that, that, I, I don't have a script. <laughs> that, was just me, that was just me talking. Uh, no, I think that was the liquor talk. <laughs> that could be the liquor talking. But seven of the nine touchdowns that have been scored against the Cardinals in the past, of wide receiver touchdowns, have come against secondary wide receivers. Only one, well, I guess only two against number one wide receivers, and honestly, the one Mike Evans won last week was against Justin Bethel with Patrick Peterson not on him. So really, it's eight of nine. So I love Robert Wood's potential this week. I think he's going to be the target leader again. I think he's probably going to score against Bethel. I don't I don't disagree to any of that. 3,400. Uh, yeah, the second receiver against... Uh, against the Cardinals has been making hay this year. Absolutely. All right, Jay, who's your guy? Wait, we already, we already your did, guy. Jay. Yeah. How about my that, guy? I, say, no, like that, I, I kind that of is the liquor That's talking. the liquor talking. Okay. All right, John, who's your guy? This may also be the liquor talking, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ted Ginn. Se- no, let's go with Ted Ginn Jr. Ted Ginn yeah. Sr., he, his value is not good this week. He yeah, but three grand. his coaching tree, the, okay. the, <laughs> the guys that he's coached up. We, I'll, we I'll, have him priced. I'll go with Ted Gidden Jr. at uh, 4800 against the Packers. Um, the nice thing is, well, you know that the Saints are going to throw the ball around. You know that Ginn's going to get his shots down the field. Over half of his snaps have come on the right side where he's going to see a whole lot of Demarius Randall, fantasy football's favorite cornerback to pick on. He's the weak link in a bad Packers secondary that's also banged up and is giving up 152 yards per game to opposing wide receivers. So I think Ted Ginn Jr. takes his share, maybe a a nice long ball, maybe it's one of those uh, four-catch, 130-yard, one-touchdown type of games. Plus, they're they're not 
uh, immune to giving him the ball on a jet sweep or, or doing some other funky things to get the ball in his hands and let him use his speed to make some plays. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that. I think that Green Bay's defense is exploitable. I think, you know, I, I vacillated between Ginn or Sneed this week. Uh, I think you're right, though. Just the way Ginn looked last week, I think I think Ginn is the play. And, and 4800 good price. I'm aggre- I've got him aggressively as my number 22 wide receiver Ooh, this week. Wow. Wow, you are bullish. That's Again, that might be the, the dash vodka. That's talking. not – I have him in the upper 30s. That's not – right, people, right. people are would be shocked. How, <laughs> well, there isn't that much of a difference between a number 23 ranking and, like, a number 36 ranking. It, it, it isn't that great. Hmm. It's not Voss. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Voss. Oh. All, right. All right. Well, how about Jay? Let's go back to you for your tight end. Uh, well, I'm going to switch it up here. I oh, had Nick O'Leary, no. but we. I think we've talked about the Buccaneers' pass defense at nauseum here, and, and so, Bills players. Yeah. So, so people are listening to this. Let just acknowledge that in the pre-show discussion, I had Nick O'Leary at 3,100. He still makes great money. Uh, it makes good sense here. But I'm going to since we we've, we've spent very virtually no money so far. Let's spend a little money. To get Jimmy Graham at fifty two hundred, oh, yeah. you would think he's an elite guy. Well, fifty two hundred isn't really that much this week. Uh, he's going against uh, the Giants' thirtieth ranked pass defense, or at least since week four, the Giants have surrendered an average of three hundred twenty eight yards passing. Uh, Graham has kind of rebounded from a slow start. Uh, the Giants, as we mentioned, bottom five rankings against opposing tight ends in the across the board categories of targets, receptions and receiving yards allowed. Plus, New York has surrendered the most touchdowns to tight ends this season, along with Baltimore. Six, okay? So that's basically one per game, if not mm. more. And at 5,200, what, seven touchdowns? Seven touchdowns. Six straight games. Yeah, they oh. got two, They gave up two to the Bucks. Howard and Brait both oh, scored. Oh, uh, Pro Football Reference has it at six. Right? Okay, so, okay, even better. Uh, for the purpose Maybe of they have discussion. Ingram as a wide receiver now. <laughs> I have Graham kind of at playing. number three for the week. So by that thing... He has better value than Travis Kelsey, Jordan Reed, people that have uh, you know have a higher salary than him this week. So obviously Graham isn't a sleeper, deep sleeper, but at the same time makes perfect sense at fifty two hundred. He's oh, he's yeah. a two thousand dollars savings off of uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and you know, three three is nice, but I've got him at two. So Th- this yeah. is the week. I'm though. on board. This is the week, right? I mean, I, I love Jimmy Graham fifty two hundred. I love Austin Safarian Jenkins, 4,900. I love Cameron Braid. I like Cameron Braid, 4,800. But you, Evan Ingram, uh, you know, you Delaney ste- Walker. You stepped over Hunter Henry. Delaney Walker Hunter, is a great matchup. I thought yeah, about him. Yeah, Hunter Delaney's Henry. got a fabulous matchup. And, and you already record. mentioned O'Leary. I mentioned George Kittle. So many really – if only there were a daily fantasy site where you could play two or even three tight ends – in your Nobody lineup. would do that though. Like, Wait, yeah. who would be that crazy? What site is, would allow that? Is there someone crazy enough to do that? Fan Tell ball. me more, Scott Fish. Uh, go to fanball.com, check out the lobby, play in my fishbowl. <laughs> uh, you know, after watching you that sounds a little with your, uh, with your red <laughs> cheeks right now from the drinking, <laughs> uh, we should do a podcast around the holiday season, yes. maybe the Wednesday before Thanksgiving or something like that, or the Tuesday, you know, if we're here on the Wednesday, but uh. Like where we imbibe and we just talk freely, like because I want the Pikachu on the cheeks. I feel like this actually should be the podcast every Thursday. I was gonna say you say that like that's not already a regular thing. I'm just openly drinking now. It's it's not just uh, hidden away. All right, so there's all these values. Jay's given his. I'll give mine next. I'll let John finish it off. 
I All love right. I love myself some George Kittle at thirty seven hundred this week. You meant the podcast, not the drink. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Over the last three games, Kittle is averaging twelve point six yards per catch. He has seventeen targets over that over the last two weeks. He only had fourteen in the first four weeks combined. And once CJ Beathard, his former Iowa teammate, came into the game, he caught he had seven targets in the last two and a half quarters. Under two and a half quarters. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. Duh. They, they were teammates. The, the, the chemistry there is 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 ingrained. It's palpable. I mean Absolutely. That's more than you could ever get with practice squad reps with any wow. I didn't even that didn't even compute yep. with me when I was watching that game last Five week. Five minutes yeah. and twenty nine seconds left in the in the second quarter. Beathard came in and from that point forward Seven targets to George Kittle after That's that. That's a good pick. I like that. I like so, that. So, uh, I, I, Dallas has has not been great against the, or not been bad against the tight end. Only one tight end has surpassed fifty five yards against them. But honestly, Kittle's the only show in town, and he's got the chemistry with with uh, Bethard. I, I love him at thirty seven hundred. That's that's really cheap for for a starting tight end. No arguments, apparently. No, from Jay. Not, I, I was <laughs> no, busy moving him up my rankings. Here. Yep. Jay or John. All no. right. Yeah, move him up your yep, rankings. Absolutely. While you do that, uh, I suppose I can't vamp for very long. We got to go to you for okay. your tight end because it's the last part of the show. All right. Well, I'm going to spend 3800 so just $100 more than your George Kittle and get myself a piece of that Atlanta-New England game with Austin Hooper. Yeah. Uh, posing tight ends, averaging six catches, 63 yards per game against the Patriots. They've also allowed, almost gone Giants on the bit, tight end touchdown in all but one game. Um, Hooper's snap count continues to rise uh, with the Atlanta wide receivers all kinds of banged up. You know, If, if we have Mohamed Sanu ruled out of this one, I think that opens the door even more for Austin Hooper. I don't know that Sanu playing kills Hooper's value, but uh, there's going to be plenty to go around. But I'd be that much more excited uh, if uh, if Sanu can't go. Right now I've got Hooper as my number nine tight end for the week. I think he's a, a very nice play at, at 3,800. Wow, number nine, that's pretty high. But, yeah, 3,800 is ridiculously cheap. So to, to get a top 12 tight end in your rankings for 3,800, love it. That game has got a 54 over under, I believe, at this point. So – Going to be some scoring. Hooper yeah, might get his. Two, like I, I wrote about this yesterday, so I'll just add two things. Like, yeah, New England, bottom 10 in receptions, targets, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns allowed against opposing tight ends. And Thanks. opposing tight ends have a catch-to-target rate of 68%. Wow. wow. That's really That's high. That's like three times as good as Zay Jones. Oh, boo, I, I knew we were going <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice, nice. All right, well, let's get on out of here. We gave you a lot of valuable information in between drunken rambling so yeah but you know what if it's just on me if we were, if i was drinking during this podcast i probably would have said Catherine zay jones at one point you know? <laughs> and that's bad because yeah, it's not, it's i don't not, know how that's bad not, now i'm saying. googling Catherine zay jones you are you don't know who's easy <laughs> Entrapment. Baby. No, I'm looking for pictures. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I have like <laughs> I know who that is. Trust already. me, I know who okay. that is. You remember the hype she got when Entrapment came out, man? That and she brought Oof. the she and she brought it. By yeah. the way, she yeah. brought it. <laughs> yeah, she definitely did. All right, let's get on out of here. Thanks for listening. John Tuvey is at JTuv on Twitter. Jay Clemens is at min underscore Jay Clemens on Twitter. I am at Scottfish24 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Go play on fanball.com. Have a great day.